Hello, sports bettors, and welcome back to the Inside the Book podcast powered by Playdow Sports. Our intro music today, courtesy of Purple Planet Music. He is number crunching Playdow Sports handicapper Duke Williams, and I am Bill Brown. Thanks again for joining us as we break down the sports betting news, the odds, and the markets available at playnow.com. Always remember, Playnow delivers a safe and secure online gaming experience, but you must be 19 years of age or older to play. Know your limit and play within it. Opinions expressed by Duke and myself are our own and not that of BCLC. This podcast is provided for entertainment purposes. Please do not rely on our opinions to make your final betting decisions. Uh, We woke up this morning and NFL training camps were underway. Um, Duke, I know that this is an exciting time, particularly for yourself, because uh, you're a big football fan. What, what do you think uh, now that training camp is, has opened up uh, and the anticipation that comes with uh, with the new season? How much does this get you excited? Oh, I mean, it's the best time of the year. Football's back. Um, you know, we're recording this on a Thursday, a week today. There'll be an NFL game, first game of the preseason, kicking off next Thursday, the Hall of Fame game. I mean, how can you not be excited? I mean, we're back, baby. Football's back. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how quickly it goes because, you know, you have the offseason, free agency opens, you have the draft, and when the draft happens, you still think, man, there's there's still like three and a half months to go here before we get into preseason, and then the, the start of the season is, is in September. So you're looking at like four and a half months there. It goes quickly, though. Yeah, I mean, the NFL is the king of keeping, basically, it's, it's 365, right? Yeah. I mean, they are able to... To, to keep themselves in the news cycle, the way they they break kind of the off season up with you know the combine being a spectacle yeah. now, and yeah. then and then the weeks leading up to the draft, the mock draft season, then you have the draft, then like you said, you have the free agency before the draft, which you know always makes sense in my opinion because you're able to flesh out things a little bit easier. Um, you know, it's a little bit odd. I've always found it odd that like the NHL and and NBA, you do your draft and then you do free agency, which I've never really thought made any sense because you'd like to see what kind of holes you can fill. Yeah. It, knowing where you're going to draft is one thing, so you should kind of know the player you're looking at getting, so filling other needs outside of that makes sense first, in my opinion. So it's a little bit interesting how that all works, but the NFL's got it down. I mean, they know what they're doing. They're able to continue the news cycle, like we said, all year round, um, and I'm sure you're just going to get more of it now as it starts to ramp up here uh, with with training camps getting underway for the majority of the league this week. Um, and, and, yeah, we're ready to roll. It is uh, it is our first NFL show of kind of the new season. I, I know we talked a little bit about the NFL draft. We had some free agency talk once the Super Bowl ended. Uh, but now we're turning the page here to 2019-2020 fully and completely. And looking at the Super Bowl outright odds, those New England Patriots, uh, the immortal Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they are currently the favorites right now at playnow.com, 7.50 decimal odds to win the Super Bowl next season, uh, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs at uh, 8.50, the New Orleans Saints at 9.50, and the Los Angeles Rams, they get to the Super Bowl last year, they stink it up in the championship game. Uh, they right now have the fourth best odds to win the Super Bowl at uh, 10.0 at playnow.com. When you look at the the top four in the outright category, I, I don't think that there are any surprises. I think that the Rams have, they, they have to prove something this season 
to get back to the Super Bowl after what happened last year. That was just such a big disappointment in the uh, championship game. But when you look at the outright odds, are, are there any surprises once you get beyond kind of the top four? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. The, the Cleveland Browns tying for the six best odds to win the Super Bowl is, you know, it's a little bit outrageous to me. Yeah, I mean, yes, I understand they got Odell and, and Baker should be a lot better. But, I mean, the six best odds to win the Super Bowl, you're going to have to pump the brakes a little bit on that one, in my opinion. I think that's just off the rails. I think they're one of the worst bets you can make right now to win the Super Bowl at that price. Um, so it's just that's a very surprising uh, line still to me that the way that that's gone. A lot of it is just due to people betting on them, thinking that they they're going to be a lot better. But you know when you start looking at value, that's a, that's a team that I would shy away from for sure. Currently, um, I think if you kind of look a little bit farther down the list, I think there's some teams with phenomenal value. The Dallas Cowboys, 22.0 right now. Um, I really like the way their team comes together. Even if you look a little bit farther than that, you know Atlanta, 28. Seattle at 28. Those teams are kind of going be in the mix there and you you know I look at a Baltimore team at 35.0 right now with a you know yes Cleveland's supposed to be a better team but you know you got to think Pittsburgh's a little bit regression prone here we're losing Antonio Brown um you know Baltimore should be better a year later with you know Lamar Jackson's continuous improvement they added Earl Thomas they added Mark Ingram so they should be a little bit more dynamic too uh just at all areas of the field um so you know those would be teams that I would look at I mean currently on, you know, in terms of what our betters have been betting on and what they're looking at, uh, our largest outright position loss currently is actually on a couple of big underdogs, the Jacksonville Jaguars hmm. and the Oakland Raiders, uh, who currently are our top <laughs> two uh, biggest losers. Of course, price comes into effect there. We haven't necessarily taken the most money on them, but those are just uh, two of the teams that, of course, are going to be in the mix. We've taken the most money currently on the New England Patriots. They're our third biggest loss. And after the New England Patriots, this team with the second most money uh, bet on them currently is the New Orleans Saints, mm-hmm. the NFC yeah, makes sense. kind of yeah. co-favorites. And further to that, then we look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and then there's the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are seeing a you know, significant amount of money on them currently. Obviously, bringing in Nick Foles. You're basically looking for a bounce back season from their defense, which really kind of struggled last year, and that was kind of the, the backbone when they went to the NFC, the NFC Championship the, the previous year. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to see. Obviously, a lot of upside, a lot of, you know, what will Foles do? You know, obviously a big upgrade there. Will Leonard Fournette kind of stay healthy? Will he be able to get yeah. back to where he's looking for? So Jacksonville's an intriguing team from that standpoint as well. Like, you know, if they were to play to their potential and, you know, everything kind of goes right for them, their defense plays a lot better. You know, they, they get their guys into camp. They're obviously having some contract issues there with, with, uh, with a couple of their players. But, you know, they're a team that, yeah, I mean, they could go – and, and be a, a team here that, that you're talking about. I mean, um, you know, that's a team that you would you'd be intrigued. You're, you're going to be intrigued on. So no surprise what we're seeing there. Like we talked about, Cleveland's also in the mix there as one of the top five uh, losers. Um, and then the other surprising team that's on the list is the Arizona Cardinals. But that's more of a strictly price percentage yeah. wise uh, thing there. But so you're starting to see kind of where the money's falling. Um, you know. We've seen money come in as well, of course, on the Rams, on the Seahawks. Uh, those would make up the majority of the top ten of the teams that have been, you know, that our players are betting on currently to win the Super Bowl. But you know, that's what we talk about, you know, looking at value and those types of things. But Cleveland, I think, based on those odds that we're looking at, there would be like my biggest surprise currently. Yeah, and it, like 
to me, the Cleveland Browns, uh, we talked about this when actually when uh, they got Odell Beckham and their odds just shot right up. Uh, they were into the top five. Uh, they've, they're now in a tie for six with uh, the Chargers, the Colts, and the uh, Chicago Bears uh, with odds of 16.0. The Cleveland Browns have certainly added a lot of talent to their roster over the last two years, but it's one thing to add talent to your roster. Now it's it, it has to come together. Guys, first and foremost, have to stay healthy. How did defenses now plan for Baker Mayfield now that they've got some tape on him from last mm-hmm. season? You always wonder, I mean, like Baker Mayfield obviously has talent. Odell has talent. But are they going to be able to find that chemistry every single Sunday in, in a pass game? It's, these are, these are, there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of talent, but there's a lot of question marks that go with that team. And that's why I'm the same way. Uh, they're being hyped up right now, but I'm a little bit apprehensive uh, about looking at this team and saying, okay, I want to start too. Yeah, for like, sure. I mean, I think it, a lot of it goes into it, right? I mean, you look purely just from, like, uh, a scheme fit and what they have. Like, you look at Nujoku at tight end. You look, you know, they're going to get Kareem Hunt after that six-game suspension. He's one of the, one of the, if not the best running back in the NFL when fully on and healthy. So he's a dynamic guy out of the backfield. Still have Nick Chubb, who in his rookie year was fantastic for them as well. So two kind of different type of styles there that they'll be able to come out at the backfield. They have Landry and Odell together now. They both played at LSU together, great friends. So, you know, obviously very talented individuals. So the talent is all there. Of course, they're, you know, we're not, I don't think anyone's going to argue that they're not, they don't have the potential to be one of the most talented offenses out there. It's just, it's one thing to be very talented. It's another thing to win the Super Bowl and bring it all together and do it. But you've never been able to do it as a city and a town. we got a new head coach, Freddie Kitchens. You know, he's going to have a lot to prove. I just think it's a lot to all of a sudden have this team that struggled for so long, saw a glimpse of success at the end of the year, and now all of a sudden we're seeing they're the sixth best team to win the Super Bowl. I, I just have trouble buying into that. Well, you talk about having all the talent that, that Cleveland does on offense, and they've got some great pieces, I think, on the defensive side of the ball too. The L.A. Rams had talent last season, and I, I would argue that they had, on paper, a more talented roster than the New England Patriots did, but the New England Patriots have – coach that I, I think had two weeks to prepare to shut down that Rams offense. Todd Gurley was clearly not at 100%. And, you know, the, the, the Rams just ran out of – they ran out of steam. I mean, they couldn't get anything going in that game. So it's it's one thing to have a lot of talent. Then you have to put it together to get into the playoffs, and then you have to you, know, you have to go all the way. It's tough to do in this in this league. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, by the way, uh, the, uh, the last time that they had – more than seven wins in a season was back in 2007, but they went 10-6. and six. Since then, it's just been um, one disastrous season after another until last year when uh, I, I think that they were respectable. But uh, they, they do have a lot to prove for, for a team that was 7-8-1 last season to go from a team that you, you think might be at the bottom of the league. Now they go to the sixth best, sixth best Super Bowl odds. I, I'm with you. It's, it's a big stretch to make. Um, an exciting team, but yeah, are, are they going to be a championship team? That's a huge, huge question mark going into uh, into the season. Just a refresh on some of the teams that you mentioned: uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, forty point oh decimal odds to win the Super Bowl, and uh, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, come on, man! Uh, they are at seventy point oh to win the Super Bowl. So they're they're well down the list. Um, and the Arizona Cardinals. 
125.0 decimal odds. Uh, I mean, the the only team that uh, the only teams that they're ahead of in the Super Bowl outright market are the Cincinnati Bengals and the Mi- Miami Dolphins. And uh, the Miami Dolphins, oh boy, it's going to be a long season. It's going to be a long season uh, for them. When you are looking at futures as a better, what what are you interested in when you're considering these future bets? Uh, in terms of value, in terms of opportunity, and what are you looking to to stay away from? Well, I, I think you're you're always look. I mean, I personally would look at a situation where you, I would want to stay away from a team that you know their their chances of winning relative to what their odds are are not you know they don't, they're not really correlated. You look at that a lot of that uh, Cleveland money and, and, and where the, why are the Cleveland's prices where they are is just the amount of money that's coming in. So it's not exactly uh, a direct correlation between their chances to win and what their Super Bowl odds are. It's more so just the amount of money that's coming on them, you know, in general on the market, uh, the market so far. You know, when you're looking at futures, we always talk about you want to look at yourself as a position to, you know, can you guarantee yourself some profit down the line? Uh, you know, you're looking at teams where if you were to get into a, an opportunity uh, where you would have like a one game to win, are you going to have value on them at whatever the price may be, right? So, um, you know, you can look at uh, the higher, you know, the higher teams as a situation where can they make the playoffs? And if they make the playoffs, can I then put myself in a position to guarantee myself some profit by betting, you know, against them at that point? Um, you know, for the teams that have the chance and the lower odds to win, you're basically looking at a team that you expect to make the AFC or NFC championship game yeah. where you could then look at a hedge opportunity. So that's how, how I've always looked at futures. You're always looking at it from an advantage position in terms of, you know, where can you leverage it down the line? Um, and then, of course, there's people that just bet them for the, you know, they just want to bet. They want to have the outright. They want to make a big stand, a big statement, which is fine as well. I mean, it, just, it all depends on your betting strategy and what you're trying to do. Um, but you always want to look for, like I always say, you know, you're always looking for value. And, uh, you know, we talk about those teams that are farther down the list that have a good chance to make the playoffs, like a Dallas, um, you know, like a, you know, potentially a Seattle team. If you expect them to make the playoffs at 28 to 1, you know, those are the type of things that I look for more so than the teams that are short. But, you know, you look at a team like New England who, you know, like we said, they're currently the favorites at 7.5. I mean, you look at their schedule early on, you know, they should be easily, if not 7-0, 6-1 after their first seven games with the way their schedule works out. You know, they play in such a bad division. They're probably guaranteed to have a bye just with the way that works out for them. So, like, yeah, I mean, yes, New England 7.5, but you basically almost can – chalk them in for a second round playoff game already just because based on their schedule the other teams in their division um so that's a team that you know they're almost an outlier in that situation when you look at it like that um so you know it 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 all depends on kind of what you personally individually value if you like to just have the big price and root for it in all the way or whether or not you're actually looking to use your futures in order to hedge or you know look at advantage plays down the line the uh, New England Patriots open the season week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then, uh, boy, yeah, like you said, their, their schedule really uh, eases up. They have the Dolphins week two, the Jets week three, the Bills week four, and then the Washington Redskins week five. So, um, boy, it, like, like you said, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, in the Steelers games at home. So, you know, that's obviously the Sunday nighter, I believe, on the week one. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's going to be their banner raising night. Um, you know, that's, that's a game that traditionally the, the Super Bowl winning team usually 
controls pretty pretty easily with the amount of emotion in the building. So, you know, that's their toughest game, and that's a game that they probably should win. So, you know, like I said, they're looking at 7-0 right off the bat. So, you know, that's a team that, you know, yeah, they're short, but they're short for a reason, and a lot of it has to do with the opponents that they play in, the division they play in. Um, you know, maybe they'll get a, a – maybe Buffalo can give them a run like they've been able to with Josh Allen, but, you know, we'll just have to see. But, you know, those are the types of things you need to look for and look at. You know, you got to look at it from a, a, a wider range of view. You're not just looking at, oh, I like this team. Maybe they can win. Okay, what is their schedule? What is it set up like? What is their schedule at the end of the year? Are they going to have to go into the playoffs? You know, would you expect them to make the playoffs? You know, look at the outright odds. Look at their odds to win the conference. Look at their odds to win the division and try to figure out where exactly they might fit in the playoff picture. Yeah. The uh, biggest test for New England, really, I mean, after week one comes week eight against Cleveland, week nine against Baltimore, and then they're on a bye week after that. They go into the Philadelphia, and then they face the Philadelphia Eagles coming out of that. So, I mean, those are all opportunities where, yeah, if, if they're playing at 100%, that uh, they could be well on their way to another division title and uh, well on their way to the playoffs uh, you know, <laughs> before we really get into the meat of, uh, of the schedule. The Seahawks, I, I'm interested to get your thoughts. Uh, we both follow the Seahawks quite closely. They're 28.0 decimal odds right now to win the Super Bowl as of this week. How do you think they're positioned going into camp? And was was last season uh, something that they can build off of? Like, is, is this team going into this season uh, capable of building off of, I, I think, pleasantly surprising season that they had last year? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you look at their team and, and what, what it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of young guys again, right? I yeah. mean, uh, for the most part, um, re, you know, we can call it retooling, rebranding at pretty much every position on the defensive side of the ball right now. Um, you know, big loss, losing Jerron Reed uh, for six games, yeah. suspension issue. I mean, he was who they were really counting on to provide that up the field presence in the middle. Uh, you know, they don't like to blitz a ton with, with their linebackers. So the loss of Reed, you have to think it's going to mean some more linebacker blitzes, especially Bobby, because I just don't know where that pass rush comes from in the middle of the field, especially when you look at it. Our pass rush was the biggest question mark going into the year. You know, of course, trading Frank Clark, where you know, 13 and a half sacks is, is gone now. Um, so, you know, where are you going to get that pass rush from? You're going to hope for some young guys to step up. Obviously, you're hoping Ziggy Ansah comes back healthy. You signed him, but he's still coming off the knee issue. So what kind of player are you going to get there? Uh, so I think that's a big loss for them right off the bat. It's, that doesn't help. But at the same time, you know, this you can look at this season in a bunch of different ways. You can look at it as, yeah, this is kind of a, I don't, you don't want to say step back season, but it's almost a retool on the fly season. You're going to have a lot of young guys playing again. Um, you look at who they drafted in the in, you know, this year, it was a lot of you know, you got linebackers, safeties. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of young young players back in that defense again. Uh, try to figure out the cornerback position. Try to figure out who you know what are they going to do in that safety spot. Uh, obviously, McDougal's going to be their their guy. He's going to be their captain in the back. You know, in that secondary. But after that, you know, does Blair get a chance to play? Is he going to start? Like, so you know, I think they have a lot of pieces where they're going to play around with which. I think it's perfect for Pete Carroll. I think that's what he likes to have. Yeah. A lot of yep. matchup guys, guys he can figure out on the fly, put them where he wants. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I think the, the biggest question mark I think there, there's going to be in this year is uh, is in the past game. And A, you know, they, no Doug Baldwin. He's gone. He's retired. You know, that's a big loss for the Seattle Seahawks. Doug was one of the most underrated receivers in the, in the game. Uh, you're losing him. Obviously, you know, who are you going to replace him with? Is DK ready? To, you know, he's a, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Really rookie receivers are tough to predict. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, so you look at a guy like David Morris. He's going to continue to, to improve and you know, take that spot over 
you know, what was Tyler Lockett? You know, Tyler Lockett's season last year was incredible. Can he build on that, or was that his ceiling? You know, so I think there there is a lot of that's why you talk you talk about it like it's almost a retool on the fly, seeing what you're getting out of these guys. But I really think the Seahawks are in this place where if these guys turn out to kind of be the players that they're expecting these young guys to be this year, I think you're almost looking back to that similar situation where in 2012 they lost to Atlanta, where, you know, they, the season yeah. was kind of, you know, meh, 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 and then they went on that run where they just, they figured it out and they were just really, really good. Obviously, there's probably still a little bit of question marks there in terms of are they going to be that good because look at that team and the talent they had compared to this team. It's probably not as talented, but... Are they able to kind of take that? Is it going to be one of those types of years? I think so. I think that the Seahawks are going to be a team where I fully expect them to be in the playoff hunt, make the playoffs, possibility. Um, but they're going to be that team where at the end of the year, they might be that team that you just don't want to play. Very tough out. Uh, I think you're going to look at this team as possibly going into next year when they have all their draft picks back. We didn't have a lot of draft picks this year. Some of the trades that they had made, um, they recouped some draft picks. You know, is this going to be the is next year going to be the year where this team's ready to win the Super Bowl again? Yeah, and I think, they, I think they're going to be in that window here. I think you're looking at the next four years as a chance for the Seahawks to win two Super Bowls yeah. uh, based on what they've done, what they can do. Um, so whether it happens this year or not obviously remains to be seen. I still like their team. That Reed suspension hurts. They're going to have to figure out Bobby Wagner's contract situation, but they brought KJ back. I still think they're going to be very good. Um, I have high expectations for this team, but they are a little bit tempered just due to that double loss. And I, I just think that it is hard to replace a guy like him. Yeah. Well, and, and not only that, but, I mean, that's that's a leader both on the field in terms of his ability as, like you said, an underrated receiver, but he's also a leader in the locker room. For he's sure. The guy that guys looked up to and respected. Um, and it's like, so what is – now, I mean, now it's kind of more clear than ever. I mean, this is Russell Wilson's team now, yeah. right, from an offensive side of the boom, offensive leadership side. You know, on the defensive side of the ball, it's always going to be – you know, this is this is Bobby's team. There's no doubt about that. Like, uh, But he's not the most – you know, he's not a guy that screams outspoken leader, right? Like he's yeah. more of a – that's why you talk about a guy like McDougal who last year kind of, you know, he played through that knee injury. You can just tell he had the respect of all his teammates. Uh, should be fully healthy, ready to go this year. So – those are the types of guys that you know you're going to lean on. But in terms on the offensive side of the ball, this is now Russell Wilson's show, right? I mean, you don't have the Lynch, you don't have Baldwin, you don't have the outspoken guys anymore. You, you know, your tight ends are young. You know, this is going to be, you know, his his team, his voice, and we'll just have to see if he's ready for it. I mean, you have to hope so. I mean, you think he is, you hope he is, but I think the Doug loss is bigger in a variety of ways than just. We lost, you know, one of the better receivers in the game. You lose a lot of that, you know, quiet, calming you know, presence. For, yeah. Well, no, I mean, Doug was pretty vo- volatile, no. but I, I, I know what you mean. Like in terms of in the past game, you just you knew Doug would kind of be there. Now it's like, okay, can you trust these younger guys to be ready? And you know, it remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, like hey, we've all seen uh, what uh, DK Metcalf did at the uh, at the draft combine. Uh, that was exceptional, but. Um, it's tough. I think it's tough to predict or forecast what rookie receivers are going to bring to the table their first year. I mean, you have to get acclimatized to a new quarterback, new systems. Uh, the, the guys that you're going to face. Yeah. I mean, he's, had, he's coming off the neck injury, too. So yep. He's got some injury issues. I mean, Limited the, season. The underwear Olympics are obviously different than, than playing football, too. So you can have you can go out there and have a great combine, but you know whether or not that translates to being, you know, what you're doing on the field in the NFL, it, it doesn't. So I, I do have high optimism. I love the pick. I thought it was a great upside pick. He seems to 
uh, be all in here in terms of what you've kind of seen in the offseason. So, yeah, I mean, I'm ready to give the kid a chance. I'm not ready to say he's going to be the next Calvin Johnson by any means. But, no, no. I mean, if you're looking at it from the Seahawks perspective, I think they got a really good value where they got him. It was third round, was it? Uh, was it third yes. Round? Yeah. Yes. Or second round. Late second round, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, but still, yeah. Like, yeah. I agree. Good value at that, at that. Good value for a guy that was talked about going in the first 18 picks, whether or not that was actually true. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, they have to be ready to, you know, don't expect him to come out here and be like a superstar of the game. Like, let the kid develop. He's still raw. Like we said, he's been injured, but he's got the tools and we'll see what he's able to do anything about it. Yeah. The uh, Seattle Seahawks right now, their win total at playnow.com, uh, 8.5 going into the season. Right now, the odds on the over uh, 1.66, the under 2.10 decimal odds. So uh, they're they're favored to go over 8.5 yeah. wins. I mean, th- that line positions them right around. You're saying basically they're going to have nine wins, go nine and seven. You got to think, I mean, at a minimum, basically on those odds. So you'd be looking at 10 and six, probably get you in the wild card conversation. Yep. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be their schedule is interesting to say the least. I mean, they, they get Cincinnati week one at home. Uh, they do have, to, you know, they get the, they get the, uh, they go to Pittsburgh in week two, then they're home for the Saints in week three. It's a tough kind of start after you get past it, but you know they're going to have to take advantage of some, some of their some of those divisional games. You know, obviously San Francisco getting Garoppolo back that'll be a tougher game. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray, who knows what kind of he's going to bring with with Kingsbury. So, I think yeah, there's going to be some question marks. I think it's going to be an interesting season, and that's all you can really ask for. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to prove something. I mean, it's, it's like every other team uh, going into the year. Uh, looking at some of the NFL specials, Patrick Mahomes, who took the league uh, by storm last year, his first year as a starter with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, he goes from a guy that uh, <laughs> he was a long shot to, to win the, the uh, NFL MVP when the season opened, and then, boy, after that, uh, he just absolutely took off. And right now, is as training camp opens in the NFL, he is right now the uh, the favorite to win regular season MVP. His decimal odds seven point zero at playnow.com, followed by Andrew Luck of the Indianapolis Colts ten point zero decimal odds. How difficult will it be, Duke, for Patrick Mahomes to replicate what he did last season? Do, do you sit there and look at what he did and think maybe this is not totally sustainable going into his second full year as a starter? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, okay. I think that he is tremendously talented. He's got probably, you know, his arm's incredible. I think Andy's a very good scheme guy. He's going to put him in really good positions to succeed. That offense is still very, very good. He doesn't lose Tyree Kill the suspensions. He's going to have him the start of the year, which obviously makes a big difference in their pass game. You know, Travis Kelsey, uh, you're going to get, you know, you, you saw what Damian Williams was able to give you last year. He's going to come in as the entrance number one there now. So, uh, no, I think he's, I don't think he's going to miss a beat. I, I really think uh, the, the kid is just, he's just, sometimes there's guys are just that good and he's just proven to be that good so far, regardless of whether it was his rookie year or not. I mean, some of the things he did out there were pretty incredible. You know, do you necessarily expect him to do the exact same type of numbers? Maybe not, but I would still anticipate him being very, very successful in, in, in year two. So, so you weren't in. A, in there's no surprise with him. No surprise. No, I mean, I mean, here's the thing, thing, right? If Mahomes was at ten or eleven to one, you know, everyone's going to bet on him, 
right? So, like, yeah. that's a thing where you're kind of – he is where he is for a reason. I mean, you know, you look at the MVP odds, and, of course, it's, you know, it's uh, Mahomes, Luck, Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, Wentz, Mayfield, Rivers, Wilson, Ryan, Roethlisberger, Goff uh, are your – and then Watson, we can say, are – those are all your favorites, right? So it's – when people talk about being a quarterback-driven league, it's obviously a quarterback-driven league. Then you got McCaffrey and Saquon and Zeke that come in after that. So, you know, it's it's probably going to go to a quarterback, which it usually does. You know, you look at a guy like McCaffrey who's able to impact the game in the rush, you know, rushing and receiving with a dual threat guy. You know, he'll have a thousand, thousand, no problem. So, you know, does he get? You know, do, do those other players kind of get sh- um, shafted a little bit in this market? Yeah, I think so. I think I think that quarterbacks just because of the "Quote unquote importance of the position, they always will, you know, will skew that way, and the MVP is traditionally always skewed that way. Um, you know, I think when you were looking at this for for like outlier numbers or guys that you know, okay, who could kind of maybe make a mix. I mean, you got to think that this could be the Drew Brees redemption season, the redemption tour. You know, obviously, I think his arm hasn't. I'm not going to say it's as good as it was. I think it will fall back a little bit. You know, he's just getting older, but." You could tell the last year left them obviously with the bitter taste in their mouth, and I could see this being the the Drew Brees redemption tour here this year, just kind of on a mission. He's currently thirteen to one to win the award, um, but you know you look farther down the list. You know Russell, like we said, twenty to one. This is yep. this is Russell's team now offensively. You know is he a guy that can get in that mix? Um, you know what is a guy like 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 Goff? You know Goff thirty to one. He could have another big year and lead that team. You know is he a guy that's undervalued at that price? Um, well, especially if Todd Gurley is yeah. unable to to perform the way that he has the last two years. Yeah, and then you know I know it sounds crazy, but go farther down that list to a guy like Lamar Jackson, sixty to one. You know, there's just a guy who could rush, you know, break the Mike Vick rushing record for for a quarterback, and then you know is he a guy who could you know improve his passing game and, and take Baltimore to the playoffs, like and and have success there? Is he a guy who's undervalued at that price, just knowing what he might be able to do? In, in the pass game and the rush game. So, you know, those are always intriguing things. Um, but, you know, it, it usually comes down to one of those top quarterbacks and it's just, you know, what one has the better year. I believe that uh, to the south of us, uh, with some of the books down there, that Mitchell Trubisky was uh, garnering a little bit of a liability uh, down there. Are, are we seeing... Yeah, we've Mitch. seen some money on Mitch. But, you know, again, I, I think he's... No, Chicago's schedule is very difficult this year. Um, Forty-four to one for him to win the award. Uh, I think he would just have to have like such a monstrous outlier season to get there. And you know, I, I think we're okay seeing some of that money on Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> right now, Andrew Luck, uh, like we said, has the second best odds uh, for the uh, regular season MVP, ten point oh, followed by Aaron Rodgers, eleven point oh. Uh, some big changes, uh, obviously. Uh, last season, following a disappointing season last year in Green Bay. And uh, Drew Brees, who was actually, well, he was among the favorites last year. Uh, I believe uh, at one point, kind of around 3-1 to one were his odds to win the MVP. He's 40 years old. Still going out there. Uh, I believe Michael Thomas, uh, his number one receiver, uh, did not report to camp uh, looking for a new contract. That's a situation to keep an eye on. Don't I, I wouldn't imagine that that would have any sort of impact on the MVP odds for a guy like Drew Brees. But, uh, I mean, it could if he's not there week one, but I think yeah. they'll figure that out. Thomas too important to that team. But, yeah, I mean, like we talk about, you're, you're basically, if you're looking at one of those quarterbacks, it's 
okay, which one's going to have the monstrous year and continue it all the way through? Uh, you know, Drew had that, had a great year, was in the clubhouse, but then he had three games in the kind of end of the season where he wasn't very More great. great. No. And Mahomes had three big games, including that Seattle game where there was a shootout. Seattle won, but Mahomes was still really good in that game. And then, of course, they had the game against the Rams, which was just crazy. So those games kind of skewed it back towards Mahomes' favor. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's always interesting. Uh, Drew Brees, uh, uh, yeah, some of us uh, had him in fantasy football. It was kind of disappointing, but that's okay. That's, just, that's a, a story for a different day. Um, but, yeah, really interesting um, with the NFL specials market. Uh, just something to keep an eye on as we get closer to the season, uh, which is coming up first week of uh, September. Now, Regular season player props here. Uh, we do have some on site. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. with uh, the Cleveland Browns, as uh, we talked about earlier, and uh, Le'Veon Bell with the New York Jets. So right now, those player props available on site. Duke, uh, as we get closer to the season, can we expect to see more uh, player player props on site? Yeah, of course. There'll be uh, there'll be a pretty expanded offering. Those will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, hopefully up there about a month before the season starts, regular season starts for all those. But, you know, currently on site there's a lot of the more season props related in terms of player props. So, like, uh, you know, player for most receiving yards, player for most receiving touchdowns, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, most sacks, uh, most interceptions, those types of things. Uh, those are all already on site. Um, we're also going to have, there's like the team with the most sacks, not just player with most sacks. We've got team with most sacks. Um, so a lot of different kind of specials available for you. We actually have some cool ones as well, like um, state of the pro championship of, of the winner of the Super Bowl. So you get all the teams in the state. So for example, you have California. So you'll have San Diego, Oakland, uh, San Francisco, I'm missing another team here. L.A., the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers, I call yeah. them San Diego <laughs> still. That's my bad. But um, you get the Rams in there. So, like, you know, if you have Pennsylvania, you'll have Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. New York's got the two New York teams. So yeah, that's a really interesting market, I think. There's, like, obviously the other as well. But I think that's an interesting market. Like, I think that's a unique market. Uh, we've never had that before. So that's something new that's available there. Um you know, that's something that I would definitely take a look at, you know, from, you know, when we talk about just looking for some different things, that's one that, that's definitely, uh, you know, kind of cool to look at. It's, uh, it's always interesting to look at uh, these markets. Team to go 0-16, um, Miami Dolphins. Uh, so right now those odds, uh, 26.0 at uh, playnow.com. So, I mean, we have, like, like you said, Duke, I mean, we have a wide variety right now of uh, NFL specials on site that goes way beyond just the regular season MVP. We have a team to make playoffs, most touchdowns, most sacks, like you said. So uh, it is quite, uh, quite yeah, a wide variety. Most of, like we talked about, most of the team-related stuff, most of the, uh, like, you know, the player stuff that's in, like, the big groups, those are kind of already ready. They're already on site yeah. for you. The individual players for their season-long performance, those will be coming out later in the, in the coming weeks. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, we always uh, – well, we did this last season. Uh, we're doing it again uh, for week one, our NFL pool with a jackpot that will start at $50,000 uh, last year. This uh, this pool, I mean, it ended up rolling a few weeks into the season, uh, upwards into the 70 k range. So, I mean, the NFL pool, I, I think that for – 
play for players who are betters who are just starting to get into the NFL. This is a great introduction. Yeah, for, for sure. And I mean, it's good for anyone, whether or not you're well, an yeah, experienced yeah, player or an easy player. I mean, this is a uh, it's money line pool. Just pick the team to win. You got to pick them all right. Share the prize if there's more than one winner. But you know, it's a guaranteed fifty thousand dollar jackpot starting week one uh, of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I think it's a no brainer. Everyone should be playing this, regardless of whether or not you're it's your first bet or your last bet. It's uh, it's easy to understand. It's easy to use. Like you said, it's five dollars uh, a card uh, minimum. That's five dollars. You can you know you can do a max card of one hundred and sixty dollars. You can combo play, but yeah, I mean, check it out. Playnow.com slash pools, and uh, you'll see the 50k NFL pool there. We'll also have you know um, some prop pools throughout the uh, for some of the primetime games possibly as well. But you know, really to get started, you know, we're guaranteeing a fifty thousand dollar prize for week one. Yeah, and you never know what can happen with uh, with these pools. I mean, we did see last year where uh, it rolled a few weeks and, and suddenly it went from 50k. Yeah. That jackpot was up around seventy thousand. Yeah, remember you have to get if no one wins. You have to get every game correct. So yeah. if there's any, if no one picks all the games correct, then that jackpot just rolls over the next week and it continues to grow. That uh, that'll wrap it up for our first segment of the show. Uh, great NFL discussion. We look forward to having more of that as we get closer to week one of the NFL season. Uh, but uh, you know, if you're away from your computer during the uh, the summer months and you still want to bet uh, on, say, NFL futures or Major League Baseball, check out the bet back bonus with Play Now Mobile. Place your first bet on the Play Now mobile web app. And if that bet loses, we'll give it right back to you with a free bet. Just go to mobile.playnow.com on your mobile device and bet now. Always remember, gambling should be fun, and the best way to keep it that way is by using your game sense. Betting on sports is a fun way to be part of the action without breaking a sweat. Dive deeper into the how-to of sports betting to understand the odds of the game by visiting gamesense.com. Always remember to know your limit and play within it. Uh, we'll go from the gridiron to the golf course, uh, the Open Championship, wrapping up at Royal Port Rush last weekend. Brooks Kepka had a good tournament, ultimately couldn't pull it out on Sunday. But Shane Lowry is uh, the winner. And uh, Duke, uh, kind of, if you want to take us through, betters had a good day with this. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> in, in terms yes of the and no. yes yeah. and no. I mean, yeah. uh, if you didn't bet on Shane Lowry, I mean, the good thing was that you know you got in terms of the outright. If you had placed your bet kind of in the promotional window, you were able to receive a free bet uh, up to a hundred dollars of your on the outright stake. So uh, we definitely we had six hundred and six customers qualified for that bonus. It's our largest payout uh, so far to date on a bet back bonus um, for golf. So that was great to see. Um, uh, so, you know, in that regard, you know, players got rewarded there. Uh, I don't, I think that they would have been a lot happier if Kepka were to win the, the tournament, <laughs> but, um, you know, Lowry winning definitely uh, was a little bit of a bonus in that regard that didn't, the loss didn't sting as much with being able to get that, that free bet back. The, uh, we did the Eye of the Tiger bet back bonus promotion uh, back in April for the Masters, and uh, 510 customers received. A, uh, a free bet uh, with that promotion. I think that was about sixty nine hundred, just over sixty nine hundred dollars in free bets that were issued uh, to players. We did have a rather significant win. Uh, Carmen D of Nanaimo uh, took home just over twenty two hundred dollars on a fifty dollar bet for Lowry to win. Uh, his odds pre tournament uh, the day before the first round. So when this bet was placed 
it was 44 to one to win the championship. Do you think that given how betters were looking at Brooks Kepka, there's a large percentage of money on him to win. Uh, they were looking at Rory McIlroy as somebody who's had success at Royal Port Rush in the past that maybe Shane Lowry playing in Ireland was, uh, or Shane Lowry of Ireland, sorry, was perhaps a, a bit overlooked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, I don't know. I, so it's tough to say he's overlooked necessarily. I think, you know, he hadn't, he hadn't necessarily been playing too great going no. into the tournament. Um, I, I do think that we probably got a little caught up in, I think a lot of people got caught up a little bit in the Rory thing. I mean, it's a tough thing for Rory to do. The, the amount of pressure that was on his shoulders there coming back. And like he said, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't come back very often, so he was probably a little bit, you know, overwhelmed by everything that was happening there. And I think you saw that in his first round, you know, making a quad on the first goal, making triple on 18, and this tournament was pretty much over. You know, he did provide the fans a great little rush of entertainment there, trying to make the cut, frantically trying to make the cut on Friday. Um, you know, this tournament was a very successful from, you know, the book's point of view. It was uh, a winner for the books. Like you said, a lot of the money was on the big guys, on Kepka, on Rory, on Tiger. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of money on Shane Lowry early, and there wasn't even a lot of money on him during the tournament either. Yeah. So people didn't really believe in him too much. Um, and, you know, so from, from, a, from a book perspective, this tournament was fantastic. We saw uh, incredible growth over last year in terms of bets and, and total handle on the tournament. So it just, you know, we have, like we've talked about before, we've made a lot of our markets. We've added the under par stipulation so we can add, you know, offer them as singles. And uh, we've seen some, a big uptick in those. So, um, so yeah, you know, it just gives people more variety and more of an option. So we want them to place their golf bets with us. And uh, we're trying to do everything we can to make sure we give them the best experience possible. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great tournament, great for Shane Lowry. And yeah, like you said, I mean, our golf market has expanded um, certainly over the last couple of years. And the bet back bonus promotion uh, with that, I, I think it's uh, four of the last six bet back bonus promotions that we've done for golf for specific tournaments have hit for the betters. So yeah. if you placed a, an outright bet and you qualify for the bet back bonus, uh, you've received that free bet right back. So um Nice, nice for the players to, to have that. Yeah. Uh, that option. Yeah, I mean, I, for sure. it's, I, if you think about it, you, if you see a bet back bonus in golf, you might as well bet that player because they've been they've been cashing. Yeah, for like like we said for the last uh, six, but uh, the Open Championship that wraps up the majors for mm -hmm. this year. I mean, it has come and gone incredibly fast because the PGA Championship moved up into May this year, so we don't get it in August. Uh, now we, we look forward. I mean, really look forward here to the to the FedEx uh, Cup playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's 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 interesting. It's different. Uh, I don't have a problem with them moving the majors up. Like, I think it makes sense to have a big event kind of in every month, and that's the way they've kind of done it with the players, uh, the Masters, you know, the PGA, the U.S. Open, um, then into the into the Open Championship, and then you know next in August you'll have the Tour Championship wrapping up the the FedEx Cup. So I don't I don't mind the way that they've done it. Um, I do think it condenses the schedule a little bit, which I like. I don't. I never really liked how late it went. You know, late September, these guys were still playing in FedEx Cup events and stuff like that. So I like that they've kind of made it, you know, a little bit shorter, condensed it a little bit, um, and kind of, you almost want to say built in a little bit of an off season, which I think is good in a way too for the players. But uh, I don't. I don't. I haven't. I don't think anyone was really upset with having. You know, no, like we said big tournaments going off like that, and I think it, it, it worked well. I think moving the PGA up made it almost seem more important. You know, that 
when that tournament was going on in late August, it did never seem to have the luster that the other majors it's a bit had. Of an yeah, yeah, and I think this year by moving it up, it definitely got a little bit of that luster back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, you go from two months in between the Masters in with the previous schedule, you go from two months between the Masters to the U.S. Open. It's a big stretch, yeah, so sure. I, I like having it. It's it's a bit more of a sprint now mm-hmm. uh, through uh, through the major schedule, and uh, they're always exciting. So um, we look forward again uh, to that uh, next season. Just looking here for some of the uh, golf odds. We'll look ahead to the uh, futures markets for next season. The Masters, the 2020 Masters. Brooks Kepka right now the favorite, 9.0 at playnow.com. Tiger Woods, uh, right now second on that at 10.0 decimal odds to win the Masters next season. Of course, he was great at Augusta this year, but um, pretty difficult season for Tiger um, once we got uh, once we got past Augusta Nationals. So. I, I mean, it's still I still think the season's a success for Tiger. He won a major. Like it, I don't think yep, yep. you know. I think anything after that didn't matter. Um, and I think it'll be the same thing next year. I think the, the, I think Augusta's his best chance to win, and I think he'll probably put all of his offseason into trying to win the Masters again. So yeah. um, I don't have a problem with that. And uh, you know, you can tell right at the at the Open, his you know his body just isn't what it used to be. He looked sore, tired from the time he stepped on the first tee. Uh, he's going to have to manage that. Like you know, he's only played a couple of tournaments since the since the U.S. Open, even so. You know, he's really, you know, that, that schedule to kind of preserve his back, you know, it, it definitely will have an effect on his game, and you've seen it. Um, but I think, again, like you said, he's going to, he's, he'll figure it out and ramp up his schedule, and I think he'll gear towards, like you said, you know, it's like Brooks. Brooks gears his game towards majors. It's all that matter to him, and um, I think you're going to kind of see that same, you know, you kind of saw it from Tiger this year and the way he worked his schedule, and I think you're just going to continue to see more of it as a move. Absolutely. Uh, That is going to do it for this episode of the Inside the Book podcast, powered by Plano Sports. Of course, we enjoy the football talk. We enjoy the golf talk. He is, as always, Plano Sports handicapper Duke Williams, and I am Bill Brown. Inside the Book is now available on iTunes. You can subscribe to the podcast and download your favorite episodes today. Follow us on Twitter at Plano Sports, as well as the Plano Sports Sports Action Facebook page, where you can check out all the latest betting news, odds, and markets available at playnow.com. Remember to know your limit, play within it, and have a great weekend.